Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this, welcome to A Mission Driven You. I'm so glad you joined today. Got an exciting topic today. The concept is no expiration for growth. And I'll unpack that in just a minute. But I'm delighted that you joined today. What I keep finding is that there's a group of us who are mission-driven entrepreneurs, people interested in doing well and doing good in the world. And they keep being attracted to this podcast. And so I'm delighted that you joined today. And I hope you'll find something that will help you live out your mission in the world. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is this concept of no expiration for growth. We live in a world that's determined by stories, right? And for so long, the story that we were told was that there's a certain time when you grow. You grow as a kid and maybe you grow in your 20s, maybe you grow in your 30s, maybe in your 40s. And then at some point you you reach a point where you stop growing and then you get the gold watch and you retire and then you just go to the golf course and you die, right? And that's just, it's time to call bullshit on that story. It's time that we recognize that that is a story that may have made sense for a particular world that existed at a particular time, but it is not the world that we live in anymore. And so that's what we're going to unpack today is this idea that there is no expiration for growth. And I want to share with you too, that this is a very deeply personal concept for me. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may know parts of this story, but here's the reality that I found myself in my early fifties having kind of created a whole lot of chaos in my life. In many ways, I had really burned down a big portion of my life. And so I was in a situation where I had to ask myself, is it too late? Is it too late to grow? Is it too late to rebuild? Is it too late to build a life of substance and significance? And I'm glad to say (laughs) the answer was no. I'm glad to say that, in fact, I've been able to find an incredible path for growth. And that's part of what I'm going to share with you today. But it didn't come easily. It came over time. It came through taking simple steps. If you listen to my episode last week, last week, I talked about the difference between easy and simple. It wasn't easy, but there were some very simple steps. But what I found was that uh, during the middle of COVID, you know, I was in this situation where, frankly, I was telling myself stories that that I inherited from this culture we live in. You know, your early fifties—that's kind of late to get started. If you if you want to figure out what the world thinks about getting started, what the culture scape thinks about getting started later in life, just Google. Just do a Google search on getting started later in life. And what you'll discover is that there's some stories of some 30-year-olds and a few 40-year-olds. And then there's Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders was the guy who invented Kentucky Fried Chicken in his 60s. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of stories of people who really, truly started over later in life. And so I want to help, frankly, generate a whole new group of stories. I want to be at the forefront of these stories that it's never too late to grow. It's never too late to engage in your personal development. It's never too late to engage in what I heard Richard Schwartz call the other day, self 
leadership, to really begin to take control of yourself, that it's never too late to do that. So I want to talk about that today because there's there's some key factors that are really influencing this. A big one is advances in science, how science has changed the way we look at aging. Now, it's true that we've particularly in developed countries, and frankly, especially in the United States, there's been some challenges to longevity. But here's the deal. We know more and more about what makes for healthy aging than we've ever known before. We know we know more about how the brain works, how, about how the body works, about how to stay continually growing. There's a great book by Mark Hyman called Young forever. Sorry, I had to, if you're watching this on video, you'll see that I just leaned over uh, to my bookshelf. It's called Young Forever. We can stay young, maybe not forever, ever, but for far more, far longer and for decades longer than we could have ever imagined. And I've certainly experienced that in my own life. So we know more and more about health, about healthy aging. We know that aging is not a not this predetermined conclusion that we thought it was, but in fact, through healthy lifestyle, we can live longer. And so we know more and more from science um, how we can do that. And I'll probably be unpacking that in some future episodes on maybe specific things that we can do to continue to heal our body and, and to age our body. And I've, I've experienced this. I, I actually track my biological age and over the last three years, I have gotten younger biologically by about six years, just by tracking and just by monitoring the various components of my physical health. But there's another really important factor here, which is this just increasing awareness of the mind, body, and spirit connection. You know, for those of us like myself who were raised in certain spiritual contexts, we, we often had this kind of almost dualistic view of our mind, our body, and our spirit that they were, so there was our body, which sort of carried around a soul. And then there was the spirit, which was like out, almost outside of us. There was this weird disconnection. But here's what we are increasingly realizing that these these connection points are absolutely critical to not just how we live our life, but how we feel about the way we live our life. What's been happening over the last, especially the last two to three decades, but and, and even more so, it's just accelerating, is that we are more and more making the woo-woo real. So what used to seem like mystical kind of new age woo-woo, you know, craziness, now is becoming accepted science. There's an author I've, that's very important to my work. His name is Martin Seligman. He wrote the book on, and he's, he really kind of authored the idea of positive psychology. And if you look at Seligman's work and Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who wrote the book Flow, like when those, those are the concept, those are the concepts that kind of how we think about the world affects the outcome that we see in the world. And we could add in Carol Dweck's book, Growth, Mind, um, Growth Mindset and things like that. But, you know, when, when these ideas were first being propagated, they seemed crazy and extreme. And now they are normal, accepted science. And so what we're finding is that these, 
these practices, practices like mindfulness, meditation, yoga, exercise, breath work, like these things that maybe once seemed on the fringe of medical science or outside of medical science have now been fully embraced by the medical establishment. And so a key factor in this idea that there is no exploration on personal growth is this idea that we are now more aware than ever before of the way our mind and our body and our spirit are all connected and how growth in one area helps lead to growth in another area, including aging. And I've experienced that myself, like the practices of mindfulness, meditation, breath work, those have had incredible impacts on, frankly, my body, how my body feels, my mind, how my mind thinks about personal growth and development. And some of that is made possible by, by another factor, which is the, the connected world that we live in. So just this week, I was I hung out with a friend, hung out virtually, obviously, but I hung out because I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, but I hung out with a friend in Thailand. I was on a conference call with people from Mexico, Hawaii, Poland, New Zealand, and a couple other places. <laughs> I don't even remember, right? So we live in this connected world. And so, you know, where we might have thought before, like we, we, you know, there was, there was some limit on our growth because we only knew certain people and all the people we knew seemed to be getting older. That's just not true anymore. We live in this connected world and many of us are part of global communities. And many of us are now participating. I mean, just the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're part of this connected world. Many of us participate in online courses, webinars. We engage with social media that's giving us new ideas. But there's a fourth factor that, that's, uh, that has to do with this idea of no expiration date on growth. And that is the changing employment world that we live in. You know, <laughs> my dad grew up in the world where you went to work for one company, you worked there for a certain number of years, and then you retired and you got a gold watch. And then you went and, you know, spent your golden years on the golf course till you died. That's just not the world we live in anymore. And it was happening before the pandemic, but or certainly since the pandemic, this the whole idea of job certainty and the whole idea of sort of a safe, normal world has just been completely blown up. I'm coaching a client right now who has two jobs. Many, many of the people that I interact with, many of the people that I'm coaching or people who are in my social circle are working on multiple projects and multiple different ideas at the same time. So this idea that there was a kind of a standard career model, you, you took that one job with that one company, you grew into senior management, maybe eventually you grew into the C-suite of leadership for that company, then you retired, that is gone. And Let's just say, thank God that it's gone. <laughs> you know, may, maybe that worked, and 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 maybe that was a maybe that was a, a career path that was important for certain people at certain times. But we now live in a world where resilience. So I don't I don't want money is important, and having enough money 
to be safe is important. But we all know, if you remember back from your high school psychology class, you know, once you get beyond a certain level on Maslow's hierarchy, the rest is what are you going to do with what you've got? The rest is how are you going to actualize yourself? And actually Maslow himself, he kind of rethought his own hierarchy toward the end of his life. And he realized that above self-actualization was group actualization. And so we realize now that we have the capacity to be involved in jobs and careers and economic resilience models that relate more to who we are and how we find significance in the world. These questions of purpose and mission have we've been able to ask them in many ways because the whole career world has become so uncertain. The idea of you know that that standard career path is just gone. So that means that acquiring new skills, finding new ways to approach things, think about what AI has done to the market. And I've I've fully embraced AI. I actually have found it a really incredible tool. But in many ways, things, disruptive technologies like artificial intelligence are going to continue to make the the job and career market uncertain. And so being able to grow, being able to continue to expand our horizons, continue to expand what we offer in the world is absolutely critical. Then the final factor is just this whole idea of, you know, getting rid of retirement. I mean, retirement was a concept that we inherited from the industrial world, that we inherited from the industrial revolution. The idea was that work was hard. And so you were going to do some hard work for, you know, maybe three decades, maybe four. And there was a safe corporate structure that was going to put a little bit of money aside for you. And then you would be able to retire. <laughs> That doesn't just seem quaint anymore. It seems absurd. <laughs> like, you know, starting in the 80s and certainly through the 90s and up to today, we've seen an increased diminishment in the idea that corporations are these safe places for us to think about having a lifelong career and that they would then save for us so that we could have this, these happy few decades with our grandchildren. It's just a it's it's almost crazy notion now. I mean, it's it's the stuff of a Wes Anderson film now. But we don't just have to look at that negatively. Yeah, it's true that retirement as a concept is outdated and outmoded and virtually non-existent. I mean, there are some people I have I have friends who are getting ready. You know, they're they're a decade or so away from traditional retirement, and that's great and good for them. But because of all the things we've talked about already, the fact that we now have the possibility for growth in new ways, we now have the possibility for contribution to the world. We can actually contribute to the world in amazing ways that didn't exist before. The whole idea of retirement that we're going to work 40 hours a week and then at some age, 62, 65, 67, whatever, at some age determined by government statisticians in a world that doesn't exist anymore, we would then stop working. That just seems crazy. And it's especially crazy when we know what we now know about the negative impacts of, of retirement itself, the negative impacts of 
having nothing to do on a daily basis. So for all these reasons, it is time for us to get serious about growth at any age. So I'm going to give you five, what I think are actionable steps. These come out of my own experience for continuing to grow, for living into the fact that there is no expiration date for growth. So first of all, step one is just embrace the idea of being a lifelong learner. You know, there are so many opportunities now to learn. And these are certainly some of the the ones that we know. There's Masterclass, Mind Valley, which has been very important to me. There's Gaia, there's Commune. There's so many resources out there. And then you think about what's free from great universities like MIT and Harvard. There is such opportunity to learn like there never has been before. There's also courses that I offer, frankly, and I'm going to be rolling out a course uh, reasonably soon on my website. And so you'll be able to um, sign up for a course, which is sort of the five or the four steps rather to personal growth, the four steps to personal growth. And so really this idea of embracing lifelong learning, embracing the opportunity to continue to grow, you know, whatever you're interested in, it used to be that if you were interested in some obscure idea, it was hard to find uh, hard to find a connection on that. But now whatever you're interested in, there is someone else, whether it's on Reddit or whether it's a Facebook group, there's somebody else interested in that same idea. And so determining that there's no expiration for growth is the mindset to become this idea of a lifelong learner that whenever, whatever age you find yourself at, if you now, if you now accept the notion that you could live to a hundred, 110, 120, I have colleagues and, and also people I follow who are seriously talking about living well into their hundreds. Dave Asprey is talking about, I think he's, he says he's going to live to be 200 years old. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but, and so, if if the physical expiration date for our lives is longer, then that should be the same as should be true for our expiration date for our learning. So we need to become, step one is to become a lifelong learner. Step two is embracing and nurturing that mind-body-spirit connection. How do we do that? Well, for me, it started with physical exercise. And so when I was trying to rebuild my life, when I was trying to pull myself back together and develop myself personally, the second step I took was just beginning a regular program of physical exercise. I say the second step because if you know something of my story, you know that I was able to be in a service position during COVID. And so I ran a meeting for people who were looking for recovery from substance abuse every morning from seven to eight. That became what we speak of in the habit world as my keystone habit. That was the habit that I built everything around. But then connected to that, I started going to the gym and I went to the gym initially just one day a week. I said, well, I'm up ready. I could get to the gym one day a week. And eventually that became three and four days a week. 
depending on the week. And as my body began to heal, you know what? It was easier to meditate. As I was in better physical shape, it was easier to spend time meditating. And as I got better at meditating, I spent more time doing breath work. And over time, I began to see how all of these things connect to each other. So if you want to take a step to tell yourself and to prove to yourself that there is no expiration date on growth, ask how you can begin nurturing the mind-body-spirit connection. Frankly, it doesn't have to cost a thing. Maybe you want a gym membership, but frankly, one of the best exercises available is walking and walking is perfectly free and walking if done right is one of the best ways to nurture the mind body spirit connection and if you're going to engage in walking i would encourage you to do it without any inputs maybe bring your iphone or your android with you if you need to but get out in nature and walk around one of the practices that i've been involved in I've been doing personally lately is called grounding or sometimes called earthing. It's just taking your shoes off and walking around in the grass and reconnecting to the physical world. So one clear actionable step to say that, no, there is no expiration date on my growth is to begin to nurture this mind, body, spirit connection. And one of the ways you do that, and this is step three, is to really embrace change as a mindset. This is why it's so critical to keep talking about these ideas, to keep putting these ideas out in the world, because again, we live as humans, as homo sapiens, we are connected by the stories that we tell each other. And for too long, we have been telling this story that There is a time when we're able to change. There's a time when we're able to grow. And then we reach the end of that time. And then it's just, we just kind of wait it out until we expire off of this planet. But being open to new experiences, this has been revolutionary for me. So I'll tell you one personal story. You know, in the midst of all the COVID craziness, I started getting connected to a community called Mind Valley, which is just a, a learning community online. And they were um, hosting an event, and it was in Jordan, in the Middle East. And it was an event called A-Fest. And it seemed like a real big reach for me. I'm going to be honest with you. I was this 50-something-year-old white guy, and there was... You know, when I looked at the when I looked at the promo material for it, it was many younger people, a lot of dancing. And I don't I don't dance much. But I started asking myself the question, like, well, what would happen if I was willing to change enough that I could take a risk, that I could go do that thing, whatever that that thing. And for me, like if I could do that thing by going over to this festival. And I did. And if I've actually talked about this on previous episodes, it became one of the most spiritually transformative experiences in my life, hands down. And the reason for that is that I was willing to embrace change. And I was willing to embrace change now as a operating system. Change is deeply embedded in my operating system and in the way that I think about the world, the way I approach the world. So 
the third, a third actionable step in, in saying that there is no expiration date on your growth is embracing the notion of change and adaptability at whatever age you find yourself. You know, and this is true, you know, even for those of you that are entrepreneurs, there's this temptation to think the story we've been told about the ideal entrepreneur is some 23-year-old kid, you know, sitting in his college dorm room or his parents' basement coding away at some website. And that also is not true, actually. <laughs> the average entrepreneur, the average successful entrepreneur is somebody in their 40s and their 50s. And there's significant stories of entrepreneurs who have done well in their 60s. And so embracing change, embracing adaptability, and really making it part of your operating system, making it fun, is critical to saying that there is no expiration date for growth. A fourth step that's been so important to me, and I referenced this earlier, is fostering meaningful connections. And for me, that has meant connections both in person and online. And so I recently, my, my partner and I recently relocated from the Washington, D.C. area to Asheville, North Carolina. And part of that was because I wanted to live in the beauty of the mountains. Part of that was because I wanted to live in a cooler, hipper town, frankly. But part of it was that I knew people here and I knew that, had, that being here would open up the possibility of having meaningful, deep connections. And this doesn't, and, and then I also have a number of people, as I referenced earlier, I, there's several communities that are vibrant online communities that I belong to that are, that continue to provide me with deep, meaningful connection. And this doesn't have to be hard. It can be as easy as inviting a friend out to coffee. It can be as easy as having people over. One of the things that we're doing in our own house is something I just call Sunday supper or you can call it a potluck, you can call it whatever you want, but just open your home and invite people to bring food and eat together with you. It's transformative. So often, for, for those who kind of live into the traditional story of retirement or who live into the traditional story of some expiration date for growth, we begin to lose these connections over time and we humans are social animals. We thrive off of connection. So creating and fostering meaningful connections is absolutely critical to saying that there is no expiration date for growth. And then finally, just if you are going to retire, if that's the way your journey is taking you, ask, how can I continue to contribute to the world? If you had success in business, how can you be a mentor? What is your local community college? How do, how do they need mentors? Boys and Girls Club. I mean, there's so many ways to take the spare time that you might find in retirement and have that make sense and, and have you find a way to give back and being able to give back, being able to continue to live in purpose and contribute to the world is absolutely critical to continue to grow. So those are five steps that have made sense for me to continue to grow beyond what the culture has told me is my expiration date. I hope you found those meaningful. If you're interested in talking more about this, you can go to my website. There's a, there's a way to book some time with me. I'm putting together a, a group for group coaching. So if, if you find yourself, if you've, if you've been listening to this and you think this is something I'd really like to continue to explore, 
Continue to go to willsampson.com and you'll see opportunities for group coaching there as well. Thank you for being here with me for the last 30 minutes or so. This has been a really great conversation and I will see you the next time on A Mission Driven You.